Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Once saved, always saved. Once you get saved one time, you're good for life. You can just go do whatever you want to. No, that's not how it works, okay? So Hebrews 10, 26 says this, if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left. But one, rather, but one, verse, verse 27, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and a raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. All right, so I'm not saying when you develop a connection with God that you're gonna be sinless, but when you develop a connection with God, you'll sin less. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm glad that you're here with me today. Um, I think the Lord has something special for you, so you're not here by accident. You didn't just stumble across this video, but I think that the Lord led you here to receive this message. So just set tight, have a seat, get comfortable. And I ask that the Lord opens the understanding of your hearts to receive this word today in the name of Jesus. All right, so we're just gonna get started, okay? So I wanna start today off by making a statement that I think that we'll all agree with, okay? Um, that statement is, this life that we live is kind of like a roller coaster. All right, this life that we live can be like a roller coaster, right? So we have our ups, we have our downs, and we have those twists and turns. In the same way, our life can be like that. We have ups, we have downs, and we have those unexpected loops, okay? Now, the thing is, uh, this the life that we live isn't like this because God just wants to play a game with us. It's actually like this because of uh, because we live in a fallen creation, all right? So when man sinned inside the garden, when we fell short inside the garden and we sinned against God, right, um, it invited corruption into this world, all right? It invited evil into this world. So that's why we have these, these, these down moments in life. That's why we have sin. That's why we have corruption. That's why we have disease. Okay. Now, as a Christian, though we experience these things still, we're not, we're not, we're not excluded from this. We're not secluded from this. We still experience these things as well. But the thing is, we do have a hope in Jesus, right? So when we do experience these down moments in life, these, these moments that we don't really like to go through, these loops and these twists and turns, we have a hope in Jesus because we know that when we do hit those those points in life, we can draw from him to receive comfort, to receive strength and receive to receive to receive things like this. All right. So, again, nobody is excluded from this. We all live life like a roller coaster because we live in a fallen creation. All right. So one thing that I do want to say, though, as a Christian, though we do or rather, though we are able to get to those points in life that aren't necessarily the best. I do believe that there is one thing that all Christians face as we live this Christian life out that maybe you're experiencing right now. All right. And that is when God seems as if he has dissipated or has disappeared from my life. So what do, what do I mean when I say this? I mean that you think you may think that you're doing everything right in life, uh, or at least according to the word, or at least according to your faith. Right. You may be praying, you know, you may be trying to live a holy and righteous life. And it may seem as if God is just nowhere to be found. Now, we all experience these points in life as far as a Christian, right? And, and I admit it, I have experienced this too. You may be experiencing this right now. So I wanna, that's what we're gonna talk about today. And that leads me to the title of my message. And my message today, the title will be that I am still here. All right, I am still here. That's the title of the message today, okay? So we're gonna talk about three main points today, just to give you a brief synopsis. Three main points today why God, or rather, why it feels as if God has just kind of, you know, picked up his bags and taken a vacation, right? All right, so these three points that we're going to focus on today is number one, you have disconnected your connection. Number two, you have a lot of background activity going on. And number three, God has changed his position. Now, note that when I say position, I don't mean that he went from being God to being an angel to being that's not what I mean. Okay. What I mean rather is that he has changed his placement. So he went from being from here to here to maybe behind you to maybe in front of you, but we're going to talk about that later. All right. So we're going to talk about the first, the first point today, and that is you have been disconnected. All right. So I want to suggest to you that our relationship with, with God is kind of like a router in a, in, in, a, in a cellular device, right? So this tablet that I'm actually holding right now, there's a, I have Wi-Fi, right? There's a router in here somewhere and I'm connected to it. I have service. 
I have a connection. So I'm suggesting to you that our relationship with God is like a router and an electronic device uh, connected to an electronic device in order to receive Wi-Fi. Now, when we think about the connection that is established, the connection that I have from this ta tablet, you know, with, with the a router, there's two things that can cause a bad connection, okay? One thing is you have moved away from the router. All right, so this tablet in my hand, I have Wi-Fi right now. I have pretty good service, right? Now, if I go to the if I go to the door, right, my service, I may go from from five little of uh, the the little service thing, the Wi-Fi symbol, it may go down one. If I go to my car, it may go down another one. If I go down a street, I will probably lose service, right? And number two, another reason why we have bad Wi-Fi connection is uh, you have too too much background activity going on. Too much background activity. You have too much background activity open up that is slowing your connection. All right, so for these first two main points, you have this, you have disconnected your connection and you have a lot of background activity going on. We're gonna kinda uh, relate it to a, a router and an electronic device, all right? So let's let's talk about the first one, right? So go back to the time when you first, when you first, let's see, where you, when you first received salvation, when you first gave your life to Christ, you were so happy, you, you were so excited. You feel like God was your best friend and nothing could disturb that. Now, when we think about this, this is kind of like a router or rather an electronic device and a router. That's probably the closest that you can remember that you've ever been to God. Now, though the router is inside this place somewhere and I have service where I'm standing at, if I go right beside that router, I'm gonna have excellent service. My Wi-Fi is gonna be through the roof, all right? So the thing is, the closer you are to the router, the better your connection is, okay? The closer you are to the router, the better your connection is. And that's kind of how it is when you first come to Christ. Now, as time goes along, you know, we kind of, we kind of, kind of venture off a little bit. So I have servers right now, but I'm not as close to the router as I, as I should be, or as I maybe used to be. And, 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 and sometimes we kind of venture all too far and we lose service. We lose service. We lose service more and more and more. Eventually, if you venture out too far, you have no more connection. All right, so we're going to we're going to jump right into the scripture today. The scripture that I'm going to kind of use to explain this is one that you may be you may be familiar with and if you're not, that's okay. We're going to get familiar with it today. All right, and that is the story of the prodigal son. All right, so we're just going to dive right in and we're going to start at Luke 15 verses 11 to 24. We're just going to read through it, okay? So, it says, "To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of the estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed up all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money on wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local former to hire him and the man sent, and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both you and heaven, or rather both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me... Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son and embraced him and kissed him. His son said to his father, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. And, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to his servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and his and sandals for his feet and kill the calf. We have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast for his son, for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. So let's take a closer look at verse 12, right? And it reads as follows. The younger son told his father, I want my share of the estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his son. Now, I want to give you a term that maybe the younger generation may be familiar with. Some of the older generation may be familiar with it as well. But, you know, and this term is called 
We sometimes say, uh, I have a plug or I have a connect. Now, if you look up the definition of a plug or connect, it is a person who has the ability to get or supply to get or supply hard to find items. So for example, in my tier and working in retail, right? In shoe retail, sometimes a limited edition shoe may come out and there's not too many to choose from and they all kind of get picked over pretty fast. So when they're all gone and somebody still wants some, you can't get one unless you have a shoe plug or a shoe connect, right? In the same manner, let's talk about the PS5s, all right? Some of your moms know what I'm talking about. The PS5s, when they first came out, they were gone off the shelves within weeks, okay? And you could no longer get one unless you had a connection with somebody or unless you had a PS5 plug, okay? All right, so we see this younger son had a connection to his father and had access to the estate. And because he had a connection with his father, his father agreed. So the thing is, when we're established and connected to the router or to God, we have connection through God, through Christ Jesus, and we have access to things that other people don't have. These hard to find items that, that people can't typically find in this world. What are some of these things? Well, one, an indescribable, an indescribable unfailing love with an infinite God. We got joy that comes from within, not joy that comes from the world, but true joy that comes from within. We got peace from within and not the temporary escape of drugs that people call peace, but true peace that comes from within that we don't need any substance to, to take in order to find peace. It's true peace that comes from within. We have security. We are secure. We have worth. We have acceptance. We have blessings and favor from the Lord. According to Proverbs 10, 22, as it reads, the blessing of the Lord makes a, the blessings of the Lord makes a person rich and he, had, and he adds no sorrow to it. All right. Matthews eleven twenty seven says all things have been committed to me by the father. No one knows the son except the father and no one knows the father except the son and to those to, to whom the son chooses to reveal himself to. So what am I saying? What I'm, what I'm saying here is that when you are in connection with the father or when you are in connect, if you have a connect rather, if you have a connect and we know as Christians our connect or our plug is Christ Jesus. And we have access to things that this world doesn't have access to. We have true happiness. We have joy. We have peace. Okay. We have security and the world seeks these things. And of course they try to find it in different things. They try to find it through counterfeit things rather. And we know who, who the counterfeit is that the devil, right? Now, we have access to these things. The world don't. So I guess you can say Jesus is our plug, right? <laughs> Jesus is our connect. He is our connection. All right. So when you align yourself with the word of God, when you align yourself with the will of the father, you have free access to these things. The Lord wants to give you these things, but you have to have a connection. If you don't have a connect, if you don't have a plug, you don't get to get these things. If I don't have a shoe connect, I don't get these things. Like you mothers who were looking for the PS5s, if you didn't have a connect, you ain't getting the PS5, right? All right. So again, these are some of the things that you get. But again, to, in order to receive these things, you have to have a strong connection and you have to keep a connection. All right. So when you have a plug, you got to keep in touch with that plug. If y'all don't talk for five years and, and a new shoe come out, he, he ain't going to know who you are. You've been gone for too long. So you got to keep a connection strong. All right. So. Now watch this, watch what happens when this young man gets away from it, from the right connection, which is his father. Watch what happens when he disconnects. Okay. So we're going to jump to Luke, uh, rather Luke 15 verses 13 through 16. And it reads a few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. All right. So many times we, we treat Jesus as if he's just like a one-time free membership type, type deal. All right. So a one-time fee payment and you're good for life. All right. Um, hence where we get this term right here. Once saved, always saved. Once you get saved one time, you're good for life. You can just go do whatever you want to. No, that's not how it works. Okay. So Hebrews 10, 26 says this. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left. But one rather, but one verse, verse 27, 
but only a fearful expectation of judgment and a raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. All right. So I'm not saying when you develop a connection with God that you're going to be sinless. But when you develop a connection with God, you'll sin less. Two words. Okay. Now, if we keep on going right in verse 13, the young man makes a great mistake as he becomes disconnected to the source, as he becomes disconnected to his father. Let's see what happens. One, he wastes everything. Everything that he has, it, it, it dissipates. It, it goes away. His resources are used up. All right. So when you lose a connection, you lose your resources and you have no access to those resources that you once had. All right. So if we read in verse 13, it says a few days later, this young son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. So we see we see here that he has now disconnected. He moved to a distant land away from the original connection. 14. About this time, his money ran out. A great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. All right. So when we think about the word star, the star means to if to force someone out of a place or into a specific state by stopping the supply of food or to deprive of something necessary. So once this younger son lost his connection, the right connection to his father, he no longer had access to the abundance of what his father had. So he began to starve. When we lose our connection to the Father, right, our Father in heaven, through Jesus Christ, when we lose that connection, we begin to become hungry. Now, as humans, if you're hungry, you're going to want to feel that hunger, right? Okay, so let's keep on seeing. Let's Rather, let's keep on going, right? So, again, as humans, we are in need of a, a connection, and we are either connected to God or to something else. Okay, so... Where we experience all the rather where we experience all of these things, he has rather when we experience a, a hunger, a hungry sensation, we can, again, either be connected to God or we can be connected to something else. What is that something else that we can be connected to? Well, it's simple. This world, you're either connected to God or you're connected to this world. OK. And again, you're going to be connected to one or the other because as humans, we hunger, we starve, we have a hunger that we need to fulfill. OK, so. Let's go to 2 Corinthians verses four, or rather chapter four, verse four. It says, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. So you see, once you lose your connection to the father, you're going to connect to something else, this world. And we know who the God of this world is, according to 2 Corinthians four and four. It's the devil. All right. So. The thing is, when we're connected to the father, we receive all of his all of the things that we have, rather all of the things that he gives to us freely with no hidden agenda behind it. He gives us his love for free. It's free. It's free. Salvation is free. You ain't got to work for it. It's free. All you have to do is believe. OK, now the thing is, when you begin to lose that connection, you get a, a, the, the, the abundance of stuff that is free, joy, peace. You, you know, salvation, the things that God has to offer you, the free stuff, the good stuff and free stuff. That's a pretty good deal. If you ask me and you begin to get connected to the world, Satan has some stuff to offer you, too. And it looks pretty good. Right. But the thing is, the stuff that he has to offer, there's always a hidden agenda behind it. All right. So the things that he have to offer, it may look eye appealing. It may appeal to your senses. It may appeal to your flesh. But there's always, again, a hidden agenda behind it. So th think about this right for a second. So think about when you leave your house and you disconnect from your Wi-Fi and you go to a public place. Now, nowadays, many public places have Wi-Fi, which is amazing, right? It's good. But I want to bring something to your attention that maybe you have never noticed. And maybe you have. You maybe just get over it. But when you connect to a public Wi-Fi, let's say you go to, to a restaurant. Let's say you go to Applebee's or Olive Garden or whatever you go. And you connect to the public Wi-Fi. Before you press that key connect button, there's always a warning. Now, I, I did this at work, right? I wanted to see what it would say. And th this is what the warning said. So it said this. First of all, it said unsecured network. And it says open network provide no security and expose all network traffic. All right. So in contrast to this connection, we have a good connection. Let's go back to your house. Your connection at home is secure. It's a secure connection. You're good. Nobody can get into your connection, you know, because it's your connection. Now, when you go to a public place or whatever you go to, there's always going to be that warning before you press that connect button. But oftentimes we don't read the warning. We just want Wi-Fi. <laughs> right. We want, we all want some Wi-Fi. Amen. 
right. So let's see. Uh, what am I saying? I'm saying this, right? When you're connected to the right connection or God, you have security and you have the abundance of everything because everything belongs to him. All right. And it's free. He gives it to you freely. But when you are connected to a public connection, AKA this world, then there is exposure to sin and lack. And we can see this happen as uh, with the young man, as we can see in Luke 15 verses 14 through 16. And it reads about the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve, starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. So you see, when you're connected to this world, nothing good comes from from nothing good comes from it. All right. Because of our lack and our hunger, we will look at pig slop and think that it looks good. He looked at the pig slop and said, you know what? I'm really hungry. This pig slop is really starting to look kind of good. And that's what many people do when we disconnect from the father and we get connected to this world. We look at sin or pig slop and we say, hmm, this looks pretty good. Okay, we do that. Many people do that. Now, let's see here. Again, in our case, when we, when we think about pig slop that, that this young man was looking at, in our case, the pig slop is sin. Now, again, when you get this, when you get disconnected from the source, the right source, without a connection, you're hungry. You, you need a, you need, you need a, you need Wi-Fi. We all need Wi-Fi, right? We can't live without Wi-Fi. All right. In the time that we live in, we have to have Wi-Fi. Okay. So if you don't have Wi-Fi, you're going to go to a public connection. And again, you can connect to it. You, you can, you can, but when you do it, you risk being exposed to sin. You will look at stuff that, that is actually picked up. And it will be, it will look disgusting. I mean, rather it will look good and you will eat a pig slop. All right. Now I tell you, if you are beginning, if you're now beginning to realize that maybe you're in the same position that this young man is, don't, don't, don't be dismayed. It's okay. Okay. Because you're not the only one. We've all been there. Okay. But let me tell you what to do. Do what this young man does. He comes back to his senses really quick. When he looks at the pig slop, comes back to his senses. Right. And we can see in verses 17 to 20, it reads, when he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and I will say, father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. And I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as your hired servant. So he returned home to his father and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to the father, rather, his son said to him, Father, I have sent both against heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. So the thing is, this is what happens. If this is you, if you have been connected to this world and you want to get connected back to the father, the enemy will try to make you think that, look, if you go back to the father, if you go back to him, he going to judge you. He going to he going he going he going to judge you. He going to condemn you. He going to do all this stuff to make you feel bad about yourself. But that's not what happens. You see, when the son went back to his father, it was contrary to what the devil may be trying to tell you. OK, so this is what the father does. He, he, he embraced him. He received him. And in verses 22, uh, he doesn't humiliate him. He doesn't condemn him. He doesn't judge him. Instead, he loves on him greatly. All right. So verses 22 says, but his father said to his servants, this is after, again, this is after he came home and he said, father, I have sinned against both of you in heaven. I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. That's verses 21 verses 22. The father says in response, check this out. But his father said to the servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. Kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast for this son, rather for this son of mine was dead and now has returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. So again, note this, note that wherever you are, don't let the devil speak to you. If, if you know, if you have come back to your senses and, and you realize that you have lost your connection, it's okay. 
It's okay. Don't let the enemy tell you that. Don't go back. You know, if you go back, he's going to judge you. He's going to condemn you. He's going to make you feel bad about yourself. You're going to have to pay for what you did. No, nuh uh. Why? Because Jesus already paid the price. You, you have no price to pay. Okay. So the thing is, when you come back, in, when you come back into connection with the Father, when, if, if you if you come to your senses and maybe you're saying, I, I've been disconnected. I want to go back. I, I, I do want to go back, but I don't want to be condemned. It's okay because that's not what the Father does to this young son. His father loves on him. His father does nothing but love on him and embraces him. His father is excited that he is back home. All right. He, he met, he see the thing is the father, he misses you so much, so dearly uh, upon your reconnection. If you go back to him and, and, and reconnect, he will be so excited. Now, what, what did this young son do in order to be reconnected? All right. Now, if you go back to verses, let's see here, verses 21, the young son does this. This is how you get reconnected back to the father. If, you, if you've been connected and have been disconnected, but you realize that you want to be reconnected again, that's okay. This is what you need to do. He says in verses 21, Father, I have sinned against both you, both heaven and you, and I am no longer being, I am no longer worthy of being called your son. So what is he doing here? He, he is, first of all, he's being honest. He is, he is fully admitting all that he has done. He's saying, Father, I have sinned against you. I have messed up and, and I, I'm not even worthy. He, he's, he's, he's being humble. He, he's coming to his senses. He, he's realizing his need for the, for the father. He, he realizes the need for the connection and he wants to be connected again. And he's, and he's being humble about it. He, he asks for forgiveness. So that's really the key right there. If you want to be reconnected back to the father, just go back to him. It's okay. It's okay. He, why, why is it okay? Because the price is already paid. Somebody has already paid the Wi-Fi fee. Okay. You ain't got to worry about trying to pay the fee. The fee has already been paid. Okay. So go back to the father, become reconnected again. Okay. Now for those of you who think that you can't reconnect because you never established a connection in the first place, you may be thinking to yourself, this is good. This is good, but I, I have ever, never even been connected. So what, 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 what do I do? That's okay. Because check this out. If I leave my home, if I become disconnected, if I leave this place and become disconnected to this Wi-Fi, I can be gone for a week, two months, a year. I can come back with the same device and I'll be reconnected, you know. But for some for, for somebody else, if you're new to the place, if you're new, you don't have connections to the Wi-Fi, but every Wi-Fi has a password. Every secure Wi-Fi has a password. And I'm here to tell you today that that password starts with a J and ends with an S and it's the five letter word. It's Jesus. So if you have never been connected before, that's okay. All you need is a password. I'm giving you the password. I'm giving you my Wi-Fi password. How many people are not going to do that? Okay. I'm giving you the Wi-Fi password. The Wi-Fi password is Jesus. If you're new to this, if you've never been connected before, if you never experienced the, the joy of being on a Wi-Fi, okay, and you have a mobile device and you want to be connected, and you've been connected to public networks and you've been getting viruses on your phone, all this kind of stuff. And you're saying, I want a secure network. I'm tired of these public networks. You know, you come to your senses. That's okay. If you come, if you come to this connection right here that I'm speaking of, the, 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 the password is Jesus. If you need the password, it's J-E-S-U-S. You go to Jesus to get connection to the Father. All right. So I want to say that with this, again, the password is Jesus. And if we read in John 14, 6, it says, uh, Jesus said unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming unto the no man cometh unto the Father but by me. So again, if you've never been connected before, Jesus is saying, you need you need connection? Come on, I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. You need to come to me to get to the Father. I'm the Wi-Fi password. You want the connection, but you gotta get the password first. Jesus is saying, Come to me. I will connect you. Okay? Again, if we also read in Romans 10, 9, it reads. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has rather, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if you're thinking that, you know what, I want a connection, but I, I'm kind of messed up. Let me get my, my, my house in order first. Let me get myself right. Don't listen to that. that that's a voice from the enemy. That, that's a trick of the devil because you don't have to get your life in order first or clean yourself up before making a before making a declaration. Make this declaration today. If you've never been connected before, make this declaration in Romans 10. Uh, and again, it reads, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
when, when, when you want a connection, it's as simple as putting all you need is a password. You get the Wi-Fi password, you just type that thing in and you're good to go. OK, so I'm telling you. Simply just if, if you're alone, do it by yourself. If you want to do it immediately, I suggest you do it immediately. If you want to establish a connection, don't worry about who's around. Don't don't worry about who's looking at you. Go to a closet. If you need to go to the bathroom, go somewhere by yourself and make this declaration. Say, Jesus is Lord. I believe that you're Lord, Jesus. And I believe that your son, rather, I believe that God raised you from the dead. And, and again, according to Romans 10, 9, it says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will have a connection. You have been connected. So I hope that you've done it with me. I hope that you've done it today. All right. So that's number one. OK, so that's number one. Why we sometimes feel like God isn't there. We just simply didn't have a connection. So number two is you have too much background activity and it's hindering your connection. So maybe you are connected to the Wi-Fi. Let's go back to this example of the router and, and my tablet again. Right. So I am connected to the Wi-Fi. I can be right beside this thing. Right. And I can have great connection. But if I open up every one of these apps on this tablet, every app, play music, do everything that draws from a connection, my connection will become weak. You know, I can be right beside it, but my connection will slow down. And it's not because there's something wrong with the connection, but there's something wrong with the vessel. There's something wrong with my tablet. I got too much stuff going on. OK, so there are two different types of background activities that can affect our connection with God. Number one being the worries and cares of this life. So you can be a Christian. You can be a, 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 a you know, a, a, a very strong Christian, however, whatever you want to say, whatever. I was trying to think of a uh, um, some type of metaphor, but I couldn't think of anything, but it's OK. You know what I mean? But you can be a, a Christian for, for 50 years, 20 years, whatever the case may be. You can be a, to yourself, I am a great Christian. But if you have everything else going on, if, you, if you're so concerned about the worries of this life, the cares of this life, your connection is going to be interrupted. You're not going to be able to hear God. Or maybe you will, but maybe it, just may, it may be kind of slow. It may, it, it may be kind of slow. Your connection may be kind of slow. And we're going to use Matthew 6 and 25, rather Matthew 6 verses 25 to 24 to further explain this point. And it reads, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in the barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to them rather to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers, wildflowers that are here today and thrown in the fire by tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about the, So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring us worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. All right. So now. Sometimes we do worry and I understand that we do worry about some, some things. We may worry about our bills. We may worry about school. We may worry about our kids. We may worry about transportation. Again, these are the worries of life that comes with this life. OK. And, and I understand. I get why we may be worrying. But but the Lord says, don't worry. Why? 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 Why shouldn't we worry? Why? Because in Matthew 6, 33 and 34, it says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. All right. So if you're worrying about the things that's going on, if you're worrying, I understand you're worrying. But but the Lord says, if you seek him first, if you seek his righteousness, if you seek his kingdom, you don't have to worry because I'll give you everything you need. All your needs that, that, that you're worrying about, the money, the, the finances, the, the, the transportation, the job, your, your kids, all that stuff. I'll take care of it. But you got to first seek the seek the kingdom of God. You got to seek righteousness according to Christ Jesus, not righteousness according to this world. And, and, and I will give you everything you need. All right. So let's take a look at another verse, uh, rather another chapter, rather another book. First uh, Peter five, uh, verse seven. It reads, 
And this is from the amplified, the amplified version. I love this. It reads, passing all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on him. He cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. And this is the amplified version. Now, what what is he saying here? The Lord is saying, if you're really worried, just, just give it to me. It's, it's as simple as that. Just cast it upon me and I will take it. I will carry that for you. I love you so much that I will take your worry from you. Okay. Now, <laughs> before I go any further, I want to say that this verse does not mean spend all your money on, on buying shoes. Okay. Buying shoes, buying clothes and expecting God to bail you out. That's not what this verse means. Okay. <laughs> or it doesn't mean asking God for, for, for healing or for, for a, a healthy body. And you eating potato chips, a bag of potato chips every five minutes. No. And for you students, okay, some some of you younger people, you students, this does not mean, <laughs> this does not mean asking God to help you pass the test when you know good and well that you didn't study for it. I plead the fifth. Okay? So again, with this verse right here in 1 Peter 5 and 7, there's an application of wisdom that we need to associate with this verse. All right. So don't not use wisdom and expect not to worry. That's not how it works. Don't not use wisdom and expect not to worry. Okay. We have to use wisdom when we're talking about this verse, when, when, when we're casting our cares upon him, use wisdom. Okay. So I, I'm trying to save God. I'm still worried. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make my bills. I'm not going to make rent. You're using wisdom. You're doing what you know how to do according to the wisdom that you have. And you just give the rest to him. All right. Lord God, I studied for the test, Lord. I, I, I did Lord. And I, I'm still kind of nervous. Give it to him. All right. Lord, I'm, I'm trying to live healthy. Lord God, I'm trying to drink more water. I'm trying to walk down the street there, you know, every day, but if it's not working. Lord, give it to him. That, that's, that's using that wisdom in application to the scripture. So again, for you students, I'll plead the fifth again. Don't not study for a test and try to, and try to quote this verse. That's not how it works. Okay. So this is the first type of background activity that we can experience, which is the worries of life. And um, we simply just cast these upon the word, rather upon the Lord with the application of wisdom. Okay. So the number one, uh, another, another, uh, rather another way that we can experience background noise that can hinder our connection with God is we let our works get before our pursuit. All right. So as believers, it is a great feeling when we, when it is a great feeling when we begin to walk in a purpose and assignment in which God has placed us for here. All right. But realize this, it is only through constant pursuit of the father that we continue to get, get direction from the Lord. All right. So it's always going to be pursuit over purpose. Don't let your purpose get in front of your pursuit. Your pursuit for God should always be number one. I don't care if, if, if if you, if God has revealed to you your purpose, if you are this, if you are that, and you know that God has confirmed it with you, that is all in well, but your pursuit should always be number one. Your purpose comes after your pursuit, not the other way around. So if we read in Proverbs three, Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six, it says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. All right. Now notice that it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your understanding. This last part here is what I like. Seek his will in all you do, and then he will show you which path to take. Not take path and then seek his will. Okay. That's not how it works. Your pursuit for God should be number one. You should pursue God first. And then as you continue your pursuing God, you, you'll get purpose. You'll receive your purpose. You'll receive your assignment. And even after you receive your assignment, your pursuit should never stop. This should always be number one. Don't make no mistake. That's a great mistake to make. Don't do that. Keep your pursuit of God. Number one. And, and, and again, your assignment and your purpose, that that should be number two. Amen. All right. So when we're talking about this principle of seeking the Lord, uh, let, let's apply this, this, I guess it's saying it should be pursuit over purpose, not purpose over pursuit. Okay. Now we all love the Lord and we want to please him again. We do want to do that. But if you lose your pursuit uh, for relationship and pursue works and pursue and rather pursue assignments and pursue all this stuff. And you, you may love the Lord. You may be doing this for the Lord. You may be doing that, you know, but the Lord is saying, pursue me first. You know, that's good. I see what you're doing, but, Pursue me first. Relationship comes number one. All right. So let's take a look at um, a passage of scripture, right? In Matthew 7, uh, 22 and 23. And um, it, this also stresses this point. It says this, uh, verse 22. It says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, 
Have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy and rather in thy name done done many wonderful works. And then and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you uh ye that worketh iniquity. All right, so we can see this this is the Lord talking. He's saying, I see your works, but if I don't know you, they don't mean nothing. Your relationship comes one. Your relationship is number one. Don't never put your purpose, don't ever put works, don't ever put your assignments above your pursuit for God. Amen. So let's keep it going right here. Ephesians 2 verses 8 and 9 says this. The Lord sees what we do and that is all good. Um, I'm paraphrasing here. Okay. Paraphrasing Ephesians 2 and 9, rather Ephesians 8 and 2 and 9. And it basically says the Lord sees what you're doing. He, he sees everything you're doing and um, that's all good. But we should, uh, but we're not saved by works. We are not saved by works. Okay. We are saved by faith through Christ Jesus uh, let lest any man boast of his works. Again, I'm paraphrasing that. Uh, that's Ephesians two eight nine. If you can, you can visit that if you want to. If you want to get a further read on that, okay. But let's look at Luke ten verses thirty eight to forty two to kind of help us sum up this point, okay. Um, I'm just gonna dive right in. So this is verse thirty eight. It says, as Jesus and the disciples continued on the way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister, Mary, sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he, rather, listening to what he taught. But Martha, but Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits there while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. Now, we can conclude here that Martha does in fact love the Lord. OK, rather. Um, yeah, Martha does in fact love the Lord. OK, she she wanted to make this big, fabulous dinner. You know, I'm, I'm sure she got all her stuff from the cabinets. You know, a lot of us, we like microwave food, but I'm sure she. She said, I'm going to make this man a Thanksgiving dinner. It ain't even Thanksgiving, but I'm making him a Thanksgiving dinner because I love him that much. Okay. But the thing is, uh, she became distracted by trying to do something good for the Lord. And the Lord, the Lord didn't even ask for this, you know, um, rather she didn't even ask if this is what he wanted. Okay. And, and many of us probably have done that. Have you done that? You may, you may be doing that right now. You may be doing stuff for the Lord that, that you may think is good, it may be amazing, but you didn't even seek his counsel, you didn't even ask him. You need to ask him what he wants before you just start doing stuff, amen? So let's take a look at verses 40 through 42 again, and it reads this. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair that you, rather unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to, to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one, uh, rather, there is only one thing worth, worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. Away from her. All right. So, like Martha, right? And this is how many of us do. You know, we we are we are good with the Lord. He, we we are Christians. We are we we love the Lord. We we are secured in Christ, and we just start doing stuff. You know, we, we, we're doing stuff and the Lord calls it a distraction, but we, we start to do stuff right now. Like Martha, again, many of us want help innate from God or others. Simply we're doing something for God. But notice and hear this. OK, the Lord will never assist what he doesn't assign. He will never help you in something that he never told you to do. OK, so you need to realize that if you're doing stuff for the Lord and you're doing it out of love, you may be doing it out of love. You truly may be doing it because you love the Lord. But. Don't accept, don't expect assistance if the Lord didn't assign it to you. Okay, so don't 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 look at your neighbor, don't look at your uh your cousin who may be a preacher to 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 this person who may be doing that for the Lord and think, oh, they love the Lord. I love the Lord too, so I can do that. No, 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 no. The Lord's assigned it to them. The Lord has an assignment for you, which is good. The Lord has some something for you. The Lord sees your zeal for him, he sees your excitement for him. Uh, but the thing is, you have to, you have to. You have to, you have to get assignment, assignment from the Lord. Amen. So what should we do? What, what should we do? We should do what Mary did, right? So 
let us all, first of all, do what Mary does. And she shows a sign of humility by going to the feet of Jesus. And we do this by humbling ourselves and getting on our knees and asking the Lord what he wants from us. That's what Mary did. The, the Lord appreciated what Mary did. Instead of just going to the kitchen and starting to cook like Martha did, Mary did this. When, when, when the Lord came in, Mary got, got to his feet. That's the sign of humility. How do we do that? Again, we get to our knees. We get close to his feet. We get close to the ground, right? And as she did this, you know, rather as we do this, we should pray. We should do all this. We should pray. We should, uh, we should pray. We should not only pray, but look what Martha did. If you continue to read on uh, in verses 42, it says this. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. Um, Martha, listen, if, if you go, I'm sorry, let me go back up to. Let's see. Martha was trying to write me again. Here we go. In verses 40, rather, in verses 38, uh, 39, rather, her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. All right. So the thing is, when we go before the Lord in prayer and we ask for assignment, we need to listen. Many times we pray and we just get up and walk off. Like, what is that? That's not how uh, a prayer is a dialogue, not a monologue. You're not just just giving a speech to God and then just going about your business. No, it's a dialogue. So we pray to God. But when you pray, Make sure that you take the time and listen. Okay, that is essential when it comes to prayer. And I'm telling you, God wants to speak to you. He want, he, he, in fact, he has a lot to say to you. The Lord wants to talk to you. You hear me? He wants to talk to you. He wants to talk to you. I'm talking to you. Don't think that I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to you. The Lord wants to talk to you. Okay? But the thing is, many times you may be praying. You may pray a lot. You may pray all the time. You're like, Lord, why, 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 why can't I hear you, Lord? Well, you're not listening. You need to take the time and listen. When, when you get on your knees and you pray, when, when you get to a place of humility, as Martha did and got to the feet of Jesus, she didn't just talk. She, she listened more than she talked. It doesn't even say that she talked. It says that she listened. Now, I'm sure she, she greeted Jesus. But the thing is, when we pray, you should spend, you should, you should begin to spend more time listening. When you begin to pray, when you begin to give all this stuff to the Lord, when you begin to ask him, what do you want, Lord? Don't just say all this and then just go about your day. No, you should listen. Take the time to listen. OK. All right. So to wrap this point up, the second the second point, um, again, take a moment to think about this when your heart rather take a moment when, when you pray and, and, and you get on your knees and, 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 you, and, you, and again, when you pray, begin to listen to God, begin to listen. And I promise you, he will speak to you. He wants to speak to you. He wants to talk to you. OK. All right. Amen. All right. So. We're not going to be able to get to the third point today, guys, but that's okay. I will see y'all next time and we'll get to it next time. But I do want to end with this right here. If, if any of these positions are you, if you feel like you have been disconnected with God, if you feel like that, oh, maybe I got a lot going on. That's okay. It, that's okay. Simply do this. Get back to the router. Get closer to the router again. You know, reconnect. And again, if you have never been disconnected before, I told you the Wi-Fi password is Jesus. Reconnect to the Wi-Fi or rather connect to the Wi-Fi and use password Jesus. OK, and, and if this is you in the second position right here, if, if you feel like you got a lot going on, if you're beginning to realize I have a lot going on, I'm doing stuff. The Lord didn't even tell me I love him. He knows you love him. He sees your great love. For, he sees your love for him and he appreciates your love. He receives your love, in fact. But don't don't get involved in the stuff that he never assigned to you because he won't assist you. Go to his feet. Do what do what Mary rather do what Martha does. Uh, rather do what Mary does. Go to the feet of Jesus. If you want to hear from the Lord, if you want assignment, go to the feet of Jesus. Get on your knees. Pray. Ask him, Lord, what do you want from me? What do you want from me, Lord? What can I do for you, Lord? Ask this and ask with sincerity. He hears you. He's not, he's not neglecting you. He hears you. But many times, oftentimes we pray these prayers, but we get up right after we pray it. Like that, that's not how it works. Okay. You don't, I don't go to a friend and then, you know, rather I don't go to my parents. If I want something from my parents. I don't go to them and say, Lord, I, rather mom, I want this, dad, I want this. And then just walk away. No, I need to hear a response because I move based off the response. So in the same manner, when we go before God in prayer, we, we, we ask God, Lord, Lord, what do you want? What do you want me to do, Lord? And we should move based off a response, not based off what we think should happen. You know what your parents, you may get, you may get into trouble. <laughs> you better get a response first. So in the same manner, when we go before God, we should always listen for a response. And I promise you, he will speak to you. If you think that that's not for you, then that's the lie for the enemy. The Lord wants to speak to all of his children. What father wouldn't want to speak to his child? He wants to speak to you. 
but you just have to listen. Go somewhere quiet. Go somewhere quiet. Turn turn the phone off. Turn turn the airplane mode on. Okay. Don't keep your notifications on. Turn the airplane mode on, or just put your phone somewhere else, and, and, and just just listen to God. He wants to talk to you. He will speak to you. Amen. Amen. But that is all that I have for y'all today. I hope that this has blessed y'all. Um, it has truly blessed me. It has truly truly blessed me. So I hope that you receive this. I hope that it is a blessing for you. I hope that this helps you. And I hope that you, I hope that you reestablish your connection. Okay. So I want to just pray this out right here. All right. So wherever you are, just bow your heads, clear your minds. If you're driving, don't bow your head, clear your mind, but keep your eyes on the road. Okay. But dear heavenly father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we just come for you this morning, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, if we have been disconnected from you, Lord God, Jesus, Lord God, help us to disconnect from the things of this world, Lord God, and get re, re and get reconnected back to you, O Lord. Lord God, help us to reestablish a connection with you, Lord God. Not just a good connection, but a strong connection, Lord God. Lord God, bring us back to that place where we where, where we was, where we were, Father God, when we first came to you, Lord God, in life. Lord God, that, 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 that point in time where we felt like that you were our best friend and we were your best friend, where we had a strong connection, Lord God. Lord God, bring us back to that place, Lord God. Lord God, Holy Spirit, lead us back to that place in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Lord God, and if we are in a point in life, Lord God, we, where we have realized that we, we're doing everything, but we're not really doing nothing, Lord God, because we have lost pursuit of you, Lord God. We have placed purpose over pursuit. We have placed works over pursuit. Lord God, we ask that you forgive us, Lord God. Forgive us, Lord God, for doing this, Lord God. And Lord God, we, we make this declaration today, Lord God, that we will pursue you, Lord God, Jesus. Pursue you over anything else, Lord God. We want a relationship with you, Lord God. Lord God. We want to hear from you, Lord God. So as we come before you, Lord God, in prayer, we will begin to listen to you, Lord God. We'll be, we will begin to listen, and we have faith, and we know that you will speak to us, Lord God. Lord God, we love you today. We receive this message in the name of Jesus, and we give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor, Lord God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I hope you all enjoyed this today, and... We will see y'all next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.